be talking real long today because it is so stinking cold out here. I woke up this morning. I'm in Estes Park, Colorado, gathering with other pastors, church leaders, uh, mostly from the Bay Area. And I looked out the window and overnight it had snowed. And I had two thoughts. And one of them is, it's just unbelievably beautiful. You might even be able to hear there's a rushing stream that is flowing behind me. And it's just an amazing sight. And the other thought I had is, what kind of stupid people would live in a place where it snows in May? But that's not really the point. We're walking through this book, Renovation of the Heart. And the verse I want to live with today and invite you to live with today comes towards the very end of the Bible when God says, Revelation chapter 21, verse 5, Then he who sits on the throne. And now what does that mean? That picture of God sitting on the throne is that God is strong and God is governing. God can reign. God is able to do what God wants to do. And this is his intent. See, he says, behold, I'm making everything new. Now, how much does that word everything take in? God is going to remove uh, everything that is wrong, everything that is off, all sins, suffering, pain, sorrow. God is at work to do this project. And, and that everything includes me and it includes you. And God is doing this. I'm making everything new. And that's why the book is called The Renovation of the Heart. What's most important is that God can make me and you new from the inside. And the snow is kind of a parable, kind of a picture of this. It reminded me of a wonderful passage from Frederick Beekner. I think it's in his book, Telling the Truth. He says, you wake up on a winter morning and pull up the shade and what lay there the evening before is no longer there. The sodden gray yard, the dog droppings, the tire tracks in the frozen mud, the broken lawn chair you forgot to take in last fall. All this has disappeared overnight. And what you look out on is not the snow of Narnia, but the snow of home, which is no less shimmering or white as it falls. The earth is covered with it. And it is falling still in silence so deep that you can hear its silence. It is snow to be shoveled, to make driving worse than usual. Snow to be joked about and cursed at. But unless the child within you is entirely dead, it is snow too that can make the heart beat faster when it catches you by surprise that way, before your defenses are up. It is snow that can awaken memories that are more wonderful than anything you ever knew or dreamed. He who sits on the throne says, Behold, I am making everything new. We're coming towards the end of the renovation of the heart, and I want to review some highlights of it. One is early on page 21, when Dallas talks about uh, how, as he says it, God moves forward. God periodically moves upon all his people and in their surrounding culture to achieve his everlasting purposes for that tiny stretch of cosmic time that we call human history. This usually happens in ways that no one but he could have planned or foreseen 
and in ways that lie far beyond our control or comprehension. And then he lists some of them. Such a new move happened in the emergence of the people of uh, the Hebrews from Egypt, and then again when they went into the Babylonian exile, and then again uh, when the community of Jesus emerged, and then when people went into the desert, and then with John Wesley uh, in the 20th century, movements like the Jesus people. And then Dallas says, and God is still moving. And God is still moving, still snows. The quest for spiritual formation, really spiritual transformation, is in fact an age-old and a worldwide one. It's far beyond any religion, even Christianity. It is rooted in the deep personal and even biological need for goodness that haunts humanity. It has taken many forms and has now resurfaced at the beginning of the 21st century to meet our present situation. This, I am sure, is part of an incoming tide of God's life. Now there's a thought. There is an incoming tide, not of water, not of air, not of physical material reality, but of God's life that would lift our lives. Let your life be lifted today for our voyage into eternity. You, like it or not, are on a voyage into eternity. The one who sits on the throne says, Behold, I am making everything new. So look for the newness of God in the renovation of your thoughts, your heart, your spirit today. And do not be defeated or destroyed by anything that looks like opposition, failure, inadequacy, guilt, or regret. I was with a group of people from a great church in Amarillo over the last couple of days. And one of the questions I was asking at one point for people was, tell me about your tattoos. I got the idea for this from my friend Chuck, whose wife Malia will ask it of particularly high school students sometimes. And one woman had like eight different tattoos and it was amazing. It was the story of her life. It was like a book written on her skin. Uh, and then there was another woman who had only one tattoo and it was very, very small. And she was a little slow in telling about it, but it was uh, a semicolon. And it was uh, drawn, it had been tattooed on the inside of her wrist, just below her palm. And I asked her why it was there, what it meant. And she said that she had done that with another friend and that uh, both of them suffered from different forms of depression that could run very, very deep and make it feel as though life was just not worth living and uh, bring enormous pain. And so that was a little covenant that they made with each other and with God that I will not put the period. I will not end my life. I will not say it's over. I will not cause it to stop. I will trust that God has something for me even if I do not see it yet. It is an old expression, I think, never put a period where God has placed a comma. And I thought uh, the courage of that woman to have that tattoo where she could keep looking down at it and when she's tempted to stop life, to place a period. Remember, no, I made a promise. And there's another person in my life that's dependent on me. It's not a period. 
just a semicolon. There is yet one who sits on the throne who says, I am making everything new. It still snows. God is still bringing change. There is still renovation coming. I was talking to my friend Chuck about that yesterday, and we were talking about his dad who suffered from uh, a real difficult form of depression that uh, made his life an incredible challenge. And I was also thinking yesterday, I was worshiping together with this group, and we were singing a contemporary song, but it had woven into it uh, words of an old hymn that I grew up with when I was a kid. And the chorus goes, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. And then when we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. And I had this some sudden image of Dallas. Uh, and I don't know uh, what the afterlife works like and how the resurrection fits in and timing and everything. But I just had this image of Dallas seeing Jesus and shouting the victory. I had a picture of my dad seeing Jesus and shouting and singing the victory. And those aren't just words. They're not just images. They're not just pretty and certainly not intended to be sentimental images, but claims about reality upon which we stake our lives and our hope. And I was thinking when I talked to Chuck about the semicolon and about his own dad's struggles, maybe it will turn out in heaven that his dad was a warrior like very few existed on earth. Maybe God will have poured more grace into this world through the persistence and faith of his dad than almost anybody that we know. So that's the word for today. It's a semicolon, not a period. Maybe you just want to make a picture of a semicolon today to remind you of that. It still snows. And when it catches you off guard before your defenses are up, unless the child within you is completely dead, it can still make your heart beat fast. Behold, I am making everything new. See you next time.